Hey y'all, it's Tracy and I have a super exciting announcement. Me and my BuzzFeed audio brothers and sisters are going to be performing in Philadelphia during the Democratic National Convention. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Come see me on stage along with Evan McMorris-Santoro of No One Knows Anything, our politics podcast, and Katie Natopoulos and Ryan Broderick of our super weird Internet Explorer podcast, and special guest Jean Grey, who's going to um, play us some jam tunes. She's going to sing a song, and I'm going to try really hard to get her drunk so that I won't be the only one drunk on stage. <laughs> it's called Historical Event. It's July 25th. Doors open at 6 p.m. The show starts at 7 and it is at a place where I saw one of my first Roots concerts when I was living in Philly, the Trocadero Theater in Philadelphia. Come see us, come hang out with us. There's gonna be an after party so you can drink with us. If you want tickets, go to historicalevent.splashthat.com. That is historicalevent.splashthat.com. Hey everybody, I'm Tracy. And I'm heaven. Heaven, you sound different. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> this is another round with heaven and Tracy, even though we have a guest host today. It's me. Hi, Sylvia. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening right now and you're really confused, it's okay. It makes sense. Don't panic. Don't worry. Heaven is at work rubbing <laughs> elbows with uh, Stephen Tyrone Colbert. So, we decided that we would have our good friend and colleague, Miss Sylvia Obel, come and sit in for heaven because she's the perfect person for today's show. I'm so excited. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for letting me sit in your seat, heaven. Oh, hey girl, we miss you. We miss you. Hi, Sylvia. Hey, Tracy. Um, so I said that you're the perfect person for this, and I'm going to say you are because you've already been on the show teaching us all about the Kardashians and the Black Chinas and the Robs and the Kylies and all the other stuff that... <laughs> I don't know. And two, you love Martin, the show. I love Martin, the show. I do. You recently kind of a little bit hung out with Tashina Arnold at Essence Fest. Yes. And we're going to be talking to Tashina Arnold today. I'm so excited. She's so much fun. Me too. Let's get into it. So Martin, the show Martin, Mm -hmm. you've seen it. Oh, have I? You're familiar. I'm in love with the show, obviously. Yes. As are you. Yes. Talk to me about the moment that you fell in love with the television show, Martin. Oh, the I, I don't know if there was an exact moment. I came in a little bit later because my parents really didn't let me watch Martin at the time. So mm. it wasn't until like middle school, high school, when I was kind of watching TV on my own that I fell in love with it via reruns. Mm-hmm. And thought it was hilarious Mm -hmm. and I mean everything from their use of impeccable use of stuffed animals (laughs) (laughs) there's so many good stuffed animal moments to all of the characters and Martin just playing everybody and just the jokes just Mm -hmm. like it's just funny so if you by chance are not familiar with the show if you're too young I don't want to talk about it but it's fine If you just never watched it, that's allowed. You can change that now. The internet exists. The show premiered in 1992 and ran until 1997. And it was just a shining beacon of hilarious blackness. And it was just so good. And everybody should should watch it. Martin Payne, played by Martin Lawrence, who was a comedian and actor, is a radio DJ in Detroit. Right? He worked at at WZUP. (laughs) And his tagline was, what's up? That was that was a terrible. <clears throat> What's 
nope, can't nope. do it. Not gonna do it. Um, he has a girlfriend. Her name is Gina. Her, like, the running joke with Gina is that she has, like, a really, really, really big head. It's very heavy with, like, very witty, punny insults. And y'all know how much I love a pun. You know I love a pun. Yeah, we do. So it's Martin is his girlfriend, Gina. He's got his two best friends, Tommy and Cole. Cole's really stupid. Tommy just, is just, like, very mysterious and doesn't have a job. Like, the whole, like, the whole reign of the show is everybody trying to figure out what he does for a living. And then there is Pam, who is Gina's best friend, played by Tashina Arnold. And that's who we're talking to today. Pam slash Tashina Arnold. Like, really become ingrained in, like, the tapestry of black pop culture. There's still, like, a bunch of references in, like, Kendrick's music. One of my favorite Kendrick moments, he's doing an interview with some, I'm assuming that she's British, I don't know, some white lady. <laughs> and uh, he said something about Martin, and she was like, no, I don't know what that is. And he straight up just, like, got up and walked away. <laughs> he was like, you never seen Martin? As he should have. And just left. <laughs> It has lasted the test of time. It's so good. I've written at least like six or seven BuzzFeed posts about Martin. Like as soon as I got here, I was like, they were like, write about what you love. And I was like, you just told me to write about Martin. (laughs) No, that's unendingly. That's no lie. Before I even got to BuzzFeed, the first thing I read from you was Martin Post. That's how I found you online. And I was like, this chick is a Martin historian. I'm so (laughs) glad that Martin brought us together this week. Me too. Let's talk about our top five favorite episodes. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. What, in your opinion, Miss Sylvia, is the fifth greatest episode of Martin of all time? Oh, fifth. Huh. Interesting place to start. The fifth. The, the fifth. <laughs> um, <laughs> shout out to Dave Chappelle. Uh, I love the baby episode where Gina convinces Martin to let them have a baby shower in the apartment. And then the oh, friend yeah. goes into labor because then the baby just shoots <laughs> across out of the woman across the room and then Martin just catches it like a football. I caught him. I caught him. Yes. Oh. Martin, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, man. Where's the umbilical cord? Damn it, Tommy. We don't need an umbilical cord. This is TV. And he's wearing a shower cap and, like, kitchen cleaner gloves. That episode traumatized me because I had not yet known what birth, childbirth was supposed to look like. I didn't either. I, honestly, I still don't because I refuse to watch those videos. I just, uh, well, it's a long it's story messier than that. And then when he comes out of the kitchen with the shower cap and the gloves on, he's like, how far part of the attractions? <laughs> That was a solid episode. It was a good one. My number four would probably be the No Justice, No Peace episode. You remember that one? Yes, I agree with you. Known also as the infamous Do the Pocket Knife episode. (laughs) (laughs) So Martin gets a parking ticket and he goes to court because he's just like, I'm not paying this ticket. He acts as his own lawyer because he doesn't think the cop's going to show up. And so once he finds out that he's not going to win the case, he decides to act, quote unquote, crazy, right? <laughs> so he's like jumping all in the jury box. <laughs> the jury box. So- the jury box. <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to laugh And there's also, I'm getting to the point, I know I'm rambling, but there's also a point where he's interviewing Tommy, his friend that don't got no job. This is my favorite part <laughs> of the episode. My favorite part of the episode. And he's looking through one of Tommy's like date books. You remember date books? Like back before you had a phone Black that you would keep all of your numbers in. Yeah. And Martin's like, uh, right here you got it written down. GTD, what does GTD mean? Tommy, I've asked a question. What does GTD mean? 
STD stand for? I answered your question. Got you yeah. Man, you are in a court of law. There are a lot of people in here. We can't hear you. Your Honor, you're going to have to make them speak up. What does GTD stand for? Got the draws, okay? Here's the part that you will miss if you blink too fast. <laughs> when Tommy O's got the draws in the background there's a bailiff right mm-hmm. just he has no lines this man is his only job is to stand there but when Tommy says got the draws he starts just getting it he starts dancing <laughs> and it is the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life so that's my number four number three for me is an episode called Heading for Trouble and that's the episode where Gina gets her head caught in the van oh. <laughs> Because she got big ass, get it? Okay, look, baby, don't panic. I got 911 on the line. Hey, look here. Uh, 911, my woman, she, uh, she's stuck in bed. Well, well what happened, right? We, we brought this new bed, right? So we got to bounce and doing this old freaking diggy type thing. And then, uh, oh, oh, damn. Just look, use your imagination, all right? Our baby, they laughing at us, Gina. Tisha Campbell is such an amazing comedic actress. Like the physical comedy, I feel like women don't get a lot of credit for being good physical comedic actresses, especially women of color. Mm -hmm. But she just, she killed them when she was trying to pry (laughs) (laughs) it. I think my head is swollen. I think it's swollen. For me, the top two, okay, so number two, I guess we can agree that it's the um, Suspicious Minds episode. Yes! Because yes! want to talk about stuffed animal use. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the Emmy for Best Stuffed Animal <laughs> use Goes in the So for those listeners who haven't seen this episode, or if you just don't remember it, this is the episode where... Martin gets a new portable CD player. And mind you, this was in 1994. Right. So on the show, this CD player, this little portable CD player that nobody even uses anymore <laughs> in 2016 was $400. Hey, I thought you were $400 too. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But it's so wild to think that like a portable, a discman as they were called then Ooh. back in the day, was $400. So he buys this discman. It comes up missing. So he holds like this little... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> New Jack City inspired meeting. Yeah, <laughs> and everybody's wearing black, just like in the movie. Now you're all probably wondering why I called you here. Hell yeah, you dragged us out in the middle of a stormy night. What's wrong with you, fool? And why did you want us all in black? I'm setting my scene. When Martin was going around the table threatening everybody, dead serious, like right. he was not cracking. Right. With a stuffed animal Rottweiler. <laughs> Big ass stuffed Rottweiler. And it was so close to when New Jack City had come out, so I can only imagine uh-huh. how funny it was then because <laughs> Martin is the complete opposite of that movie. They really wanted, he really wanted the part where like he could like tell the dog to like just sit still or something. <laughs> and so he puts the dog down. And he's like, sit, but the dog falls. He's a fool. And so instinctively, he points to it and he's like, lay. And everybody in the cast, like you can see Tommy turning around, like trying not to laugh. Okay, oh, so gosh, number one, so Tracy. Number Drum one, roll. clearly. There's probably no question in any Martin fan's mind that the best episode, hands down, by far, no contest, is the Chilligan's Island episode. Yeah. With the puppy monster thing. Puppy monster. <laughs> the most so, ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. that puppy monster things and <laughs> jumped the puppy monster. Uh, so the background of this episode, 
Martin and Gina. Gina's all sad and pouty because she wants to go on like a really nice vacation. Martin's super cheap. So like he finds this tropical vacation like on the back of a cereal box or something. <laughs> and it turns out that Tommy and Pam, because they're dating at this mm-hmm. point, end up on the same island. And it's like, it's a shithole. There's like the, just everything's like falling down, whatever. Right. And at some point, this raccoon, possum. <laughs> we don't know what it was. Stuffed mouse looking thing just comes out of nowhere and starts attacking everybody. There's a puppy behind you, man. And this is like one of the few moments where we see like real comradeship between Pam and Martin because you know they were mortal enemies, but they teamed up to beat up the puppy monster thing. They let the animals fight back in a way where it's like so funny to me. Where it's like clearly this is something animal. physical comedy. Clearly we know it's not real. Mm -hmm. But it's just, that makes it funnier. I really want to just like shut this whole recording down and just go watch Martin. (laughs) Is that an option? Can we? (laughs) Bye guys, thanks. Short episode, sorry. I'm trying very hard to be chill right now. Um, I don't know how good a job I'm doing because I'm a really You're bad doing actress. Awesome. Oh my God. Thank <laughs> you so much. Um, y'all, I'm hype as hell because Tashina Arnold is here. You know her from a million and three things. <laughs> Martin. Everybody hates Chris. She's not on Survivor's Remorse. If you have not seen Little Shop of Horrors, oh, uh. stop just stop listening to this podcast and just go watch it, please. Um, we have a thousand questions. We're just going to get into it. Oh, let's go. Hi. Listen, Thank you for being go. here. Hello, everybody out there in podcast land. <laughs> <laughs> so a question that we usually start nearly all of our interviews with um, is what do you do and why? We know what you do, but mm-hmm. I would love to hear you tell us what you do and why you do it. Well, I am, uh, I guess, uh, an entertainer. I used to drive my mother crazy. <laughs> I start singing at the age of three in church. By the time I was 11, uh, 11 I was really driving my mother crazy. <laughs> and my uncle Ronnie, God rest his soul, he was one of the first people that I knew that died of HIV. Mm. And he... um. He was a really, really, he was like my mother's father. And we looked up to him and he was just a renaissance kind of man and just, you know, loved jazz and music. So he was my inspiration into getting into show business. He said, look, Diane, which is my mom, Mm -hmm. he said, "Uh, why don't you put her in show business? Have her start auditioning, you know, put her on the stage, put her in theater, which is exactly what we did. And once I hit that stage, I did the Me Nobody Knows at the age of 13, no, 12. Mm. Um, By the time I sat on stage and realized, whoa, I love this. The audience is watching me. Even when (laughs) I was three and watching all the congregation in church just stop and listen to to me sing. I got the bug. So Mm. I've been in show business all my life. I love and I respect it. And God has blessed me to do what I love doing and sharing my gift with the world. Mm. Amen. amen. (laughs) So you've had a long, beautiful, amazing career. And it's now found you playing a show called Survivor's Remorse. Yes. And on Survivor's Remorse, Cassie is the mother of Cam Calloway, who has just made it big getting his first NBA contract and is now taking his whole family and a little bit of the hood with him as he deals with fame and new money, but also coming from humble beginnings. What about this role Like, could you see in yourself? Every role I play, I, I insert a little bit of myself mm-hmm. into it, uh, only because I want to come across as an actress. I want to be as natural as possible. Um, when I played on Everybody Hates Chris, 
You know, I was like, I don't want to play a mother. Oh God, I don't want to play a mother. Cause once you play a mother, you're gonna always play a mother. And then when I, but I was still, I was still young. Mm-hmm. You know, I was still young in the sense where I was a new mother. My my daughter was only like one and a half, oh. so I didn't have a much experience of being a mother. And now I'm playing a mother of three damn kids. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, what am I gonna do? So I I inserted a little bit of my mother, my grandmother, my aunt the three matriarchs that raised me. Mm. That's who Rochelle was. But Cassie is a lot like me. Mm-hmm. I'm a potty mouth. I know <laughs> nonsense. My daughter is older now, so I whoop ass. So it's that kind of <laughs> So it's that kind of thing where I had so much experience, my own personal experiences to bring to Cassie. Interesting you bring up um Rochelle versus Cassie. Yeah. Everybody keeps asking. No, me no, that I too. love that you like you've played these different m- black mothers that, you know, Rochelle was like lower income and um, Cassie played you know uh, your son on the show is an NBA player now so now they're rushed into like upper class Mm -hmm. and so what do you think stays true about black motherhood regardless of economic class the one consistent thing about black motherhood is that you are mother first that is that's where life begins is like you are a mother but aside from being a mother you have to learn how to be a friend as well you have to learn how to be a listener you have to learn how to shut the fuck up you have to learn <laughs> when you know it's mm-hmm. and and these are all the things that I'm still learning right. as a mother you have to learn how to listen you know you have to learn when to listen and i I'm finding out all of these things that I'm learning being Elijah's mother, now being a mother again on television. I'm able to insert all of these things that I'm learning um, because motherhood doesn't come with a manual. Mm-hmm. You don't know, you know, having kids is like a box of chocolates. You don't right. know what the fuck you're going to get. <laughs> so <whatever laughs> you just got to deal with whatever it is you, you got to deal with what you <laughs> right. got. So I am trying my best to, to bring life to a character that was already written very well, mm-hmm. um, and that doesn't happen often either. That was another reason why I wanted this role because it had been damn near two years before I saw in the breakdowns, which are or breakdowns of auditions, you know, mm-hmm. we get breakdowns of different projects that come out, and, I, and it was the first time that there was a role written for a black woman. Mm. I was like, wow, it's wow. been two years since I've seen a role that was written for me. Wow. Mm. So I think if we had more opportunities like that in show business, I think um, diversity would be a lot more spread out in the world than it is now. We've come a long way, but I'm not satisfied. We got a long way to go. Right. Why do you (laughs) think it took that long for you to find a role that you felt that way about, a role that had been written for you for a black woman? Because we don't have people in positions of power. Uh, mm-hmm. There are not many black people in positions of power. Um, black people, period, we are diverse in and of ourselves. I mean, we we do it all. And a lot of people have gone off the backs of black women. And I always speak from the black woman's perspective. Right. Uh, we comfort everybody. Mm-hmm. We, we help everybody. Mm-hmm. We take care of everybody. And ourselves, when too. the fuck do we take care of ourselves? Enough, really? Right. We enough. do not take care of ourselves mm-hmm. enough. And me being a mother, I've learned that, wow, I really got to take care of myself 
first. Mm -hmm. Even when it comes to relationships, you got to know yourself, take care of yourself first before you can take care of somebody else. Mm, it's real. just a basic principle. Yeah. And what taught me a lot about motherhood was being on a plane. I fly all the time. I'm I damn was near just about to mention planes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm damn near 5 million miles with American Airlines and I'm sitting on a plane and I finally sit down and I'm listening to the, the I'm like, "Okay, yeah, put on your seatbelt, do this, do that." Uh -huh. I'm yeah, 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 yada yada. I've heard it all before. Mm -hmm. But when they said, "Yes, and when you're oxygen mask fall mm -hmm. and you are mm -hmm. with a minor or yeah. child, mm -hmm. put your mask on on first, yes. Before there's you a can help reason for else. that, I you know. know. And if you lay that in the aisle, then yeah. you don't. You can't help nobody you know? if you're dead. Uh -huh. And That's I so think real. we, as black women, have di we die daily. Mm. We die daily, See? and and we have to start <laughs> really, start really learning how to live. Mm -hmm. <sighs> take a sip on that. So <laughs> you know. So how do how do you live? How do you take care of yourself? What does putting on your oxygen mask first look like? What's your routine? Putting on my oxygen mask is uh, consists of a lot of things, mm -hmm. and it it was a very long time to get in in these habits. And I think it, they're good habits. Um, being that my sister, who's behind me right now, um, she has seven diseases. The last disease that she was diagnosed with was lupus. Mm -hmm. So we both decided to start our foundation, the We Win foundation that caters to people who have lupus and other autoimmune diseases. But being her caregiver taught me how to live physically. So I don't eat anything white. If it's white, it ain't right. So rice, oh, no, starch, potatoes, potatoes, <laughs> sugar, uh, pasta. Mac and cheese. Yeah. You just said mac and cheese. <laughs> and this is what I say, too. You, you eat what you want, but do it in moderation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's also all the artificial bullshit. They're uh -huh. feeding, you know, I'm very funny even with my daughter. You know, she has eczema, asthma. I never had all that shit. Mm. But we're living in a new age. So that we have to take care of ourselves. And people who, who get lupus, who have lupus, because, you know, get it you're born with it yeah. you know it's it, 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 it people who have it and watching my sister how she conducts her life when she found out she had lupus she was given seven years to live she's a 13 year survivor mm. there's a reason for that hey. you, she had to change her life so she's living by example and I'm trying to follow her example and I'm trying and we both and the we win foundation are trying to teach others how uh to live Yes, I'm 47 and a lot of shit is going. Shit is sagging, breasts are sagging. Oh boy. Breasts are sagging. Blood is dragging. But you know, I, I I'm happy. <laughs> That's important. But that is important. I just try to live a healthy lifestyle. Because mm -hmm. when I'm happy, everybody else around me is happy. <laughs> when I ain't, oh, you gonna know it. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> You're talking about your, you know, you and your sister and your family life. Um, I know I read your father was a police officer. Yes. And you've been really outspoken on social media about how the death of black people at the hands of police officers is wrong. Yes. Um, how does your father being a police officer inform the way you think about what's going on with Black Lives Matter? I'm still very solemn. Mm -hmm. As upbeat as I am right now, I'm angry. Of course. I'm sick and tired. I'm upset. I'm disgusted. I don't want to see another black man's soul leave his body in front of all of our eyes. I mean, it is unacceptable. Mm -hmm. And I wish I had solutions, but I don't. 
I think I, I, it's hard for me to find any kind of solution because this systemic problem has been long, has been here forever. We've reached a boiling point. Do we boil or do we fucking throw some water out that pot and start again? What, it, what do we do? Having my dad be a police officer, I remember seeing him as a, ch as a child. I remember him coming home, literally walking through the front door and falling to his knees, crying, sobbing from the atrocities that he's seen. My dad actually got reprimanded when he, he used to work in Fort Greene projects. He was a housing cop. That was one of the worst projects. No, like cops would not even want to work near there because of you know what went on in the in that housing project. Um, but my dad got reprimanded for helping people. He used to give food out. He wow. he was one of those beat cops that knew the neighborhood. Everybody right. knew his name. But isn't that the way it should be? We, need more of we those. lost that. Yeah. I'm not saying every cop is fucked up, but these new cops that come in here, they they live. 50 miles Not away in the from where they, they and they do their bullshit and go back to their homes and lay and rest their heads in mm -hmm. peace mm -hmm. while you kill somebody's child in the middle of the street mm -hmm. and have no regard for it. It is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. So what can I do as as a so-called celebrity or having the platform that I have? I really am learning as I go. I'm not uh one of those people who really know how to censor myself Same. i don't mind having <laughs> i don't and you know i have to have my sister watch my tweets before i press in <laughs> you know, she's like yeah it's i gotta do, go I do. Through the chain. <laughs> you know i i really try my best to to use my platform as best as i can in a positive way but everything that i'm dealing with ain't positive yeah it's hard this shit is horrible what do you teach your daughter about the police and what's going on now <sighs> This is the hot like that. My daughter has been asking me about. She was like, "Well, mom, um, are all policemen bad?" Mm. And it's almost like, how do you keep your child from being fearful of the police? Yeah. And meanwhile, her grandfather used to be a policeman. So mm -hmm. yeah, I refuse to teach my daughter out of fear. I teach my daughter out of love. I think there are certain things that we should not tolerate as a people. There are certain things we should not tolerate as mothers. There are certain things we should not tolerate as fathers, caregivers. Racism ain't going anywhere. That racism is just changing its face. Mm -hmm. It ain't going nowhere. Mm -hmm. Has it gone anywhere since since this earth started? No. It's been here as long as I've it's been here. It's been here. <laughs> I don't know. Being on my It's been here, but you will respect me. Uh-huh. Uh, well, the doors of the church are open. We're going to pass a <laughs> collection plate around <laughs> here. While we're deacons. Because I need both. Yeah. <laughs> oh I love it. I love to see people with a platform use it for good. I just, it's just so much. It's mm -hmm. so much. And we're, we're, we're traumatized. Yes. Whether or not we so. want to, to, to admit it, we're, I'm traumatized. Mm -hmm. uh, well, you are doing the Lord's work. <laughs> we have to talk about Martin. We Let's have yes. shared love. Talk about whatever you we want. Are, uh, shared yeah. love is too <laughs> light it's too of a word. Easy, a phrase. I like. Why can I um, ask you why? <gasps> oh, no, we only have ten minutes. <laughs> um, okay, give me two sentences. Each. Okay, for me, I feel like it's been like as constant in my life as anything else has. You know, like I, I grew up watching TV, single mom. 
like raised by my mother and my grandmother. I'm at home. I got to have something to do. I would read, sure. But then TV, 8 o'clock, Thursday night, Friday night, I'm in front of the TV. And it just, it always felt like such a safe space for me to laugh and see other black people just being funny and goofy mm. for no reason. Because we're mm. not often allowed that space. We weren't mm. then and we're not now, especially mm. for black women. Mm-hmm. And to see black women being like physically funny, yes. like running around with like uh, a <laughs> post on their heads, you know, you know? Like, just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ugly for comedy. Ugly for comedy. Yes. Love it was just so refreshing. And I just felt like normal watching that show yeah. because I'm, weird goofy whatever <laughs> and I, it just I just felt like I was among my people then and then like you go outside of your house and like all your friends are quoting Martin you know what I mean and it's just like it yeah. it forged a community it's aged so well my niece was born in 93 yeah she loves it I'm like what you know about hustle man <laughs> what you know what are you doing yeah just fun simple comedy but in a way where time just felt easier than even tv I felt like it regressed and then went back because back then nobody cared that you know you guys were all professionals well except mm-hmm. for Tommy we all know what he did <laughs> but you know like you guys were just you know nobody cared that you guys worked in corporate America like I love that you and Gina had your job and that technically mm-hmm. Gina had a better job than Martin uh-huh. you know but like it was still funny but it was just so edifying to find like another space where we could be some form of ourselves okay. you know it didn't feel like there were white people like writing like these characters of these people it's just mm-hmm. like no this is like normal ass regular ass blackness what I'm finding with, I think, the, the, the synonymous thing here with both what, what, what both of you are saying mm-hmm. is it's comforting. Yes. And isn't it? There's comfort in laughter. Mm-hmm. There's comfort in watching. And a lot of healing watch, in laughter, too. Healing. All, so I, that's how I live my life. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what we had on Martin. Mm. When we did, we came to work to laugh every day. Like, all the real funny stuff happened off camera. <laughs> I mean, I we just... But we didn't even realize what we had. And what made me realize what we had about 15 years ago, I had a guy walked up to me. He was like, yo, thank you, Ma. And I was like, why? (laughs) And he says, I was locked up for 10 years for not ratting somebody out. Mm. And you and Martin, the whole Martin show kept me current. Y'all let me Mm. know while I was locked up. Y'all gave me hope because I I was able to hear what the the street lingo was. Y'all were able to make me laugh. So we didn't know that we would touch so many lives. Uh Even 20, what, 28, 29 years? How long? 26 (gasps) years. It's been. Um, But the laughter's good for the song. (laughs) You just, okay. Y'all are babies. (laughs) You babies. We have to ask. So in our countdown earlier, the number one episode as far as we are concerned Ooh. was the Chilligan's Island episode. Really? Yes. That, that was, I mean, I was all improvised. Like, what? All, you t- fighting the puppet monster? That was all was improvised. Everything. Me and Martin had, we, by the time we finished that scene, literally we were drenched. I was going to say, y'all must have been tired. I really, I always will pay homage to Tim and Ray, two mm-hmm. white guys that were our prop masters. You know, Fox back then did not want to pay for real animals. They were like, <laughs> y'all a black show, you're a black show, we ain't giving y'all the budget, y'all ain't yeah, got meals. the budget. We barely had catering service. So, <laughs> <laughs> they made what we called the rat puppy. We called it the rat puppy. <laughs> and like Ma- we called it the rat right. puppy. And Martin, when I, you know what I love about Martin, and Martin taught taught me how to think quick on my feet because once those cameras start rolling, you don't know what that motherfucker's gonna do. 
<laughs> and I just, Martin's one, he's a comedic genius. Yes. So I always followed his lead. Tisha, all of us, Tommy, Carl, we all followed Martin's lead. Wherever he goes, you yeah. go. And you got to be ready. <laughs> and that was one scene that wore me out. But my favorite scene. Oh, my God. That's probably our it. episode number two, when top two. Bruh Man stole that CD. Yes, yes. I knew it. That, that was our number two. Take off the Wesley <laughs> Snipes <laughs> movie. New Jack City. New Jack City. Girl, oh my when God. that when that dog fell, that stuffed animal <laughs> fell, <laughs> and now lay. If you listen to that episode, you hear me going. <laughs> I literally peed a little bit on myself. I laughed so hard. So I laughed good. so hard. Uh, and you all you played off each other so, <laughs> so well. well. I don't know how you guys kept the straight. Like, I would have been. We used to have competitions with each other. Tommy would always fall out first. <laughs> Carl he was, was always second. Laughing, yeah. And it got down to me, Tisha, and Martin. Oh, he could never keep it straight because he would, you know, and he, you can watch his face. He's laughing while he's acting. It's like, dude, don't even try it. We You're see laughing. you. We see you. We see each other. Uh, my gosh. So, a friend of mine has a theory okay she referenced towards the end of the series i think when y'all were like sort of uh teasing around to see like if pam could have a spinoff as like an a and r person mm-hmm. she's going for up, mine that's what that episode was called yes going for mine. yes 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 with dondre Whitfield. she swears up and down that there was like a moment where there was it was hinted that there was some sort of like sexual tension or something between pam and martin oh wow was there ever anything never. like that? I was right. Nicole. Martin, uh, I would have whooped face. his ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I believe that you would have whooped his No, no, no. I absolutely <laughs> believe it. Yeah, no sexual tension. You know, I think because people wanted to see Martin. When you watch Martin and Gina, we used to have girls that would come sit in our studio audience, and every time Tisha would talk, they would suck their teeth. <sighs> <sighs> Could you imagine having to act like oh, that? I don't know how y'all did yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, Tisha, she was real strong holding it together. But after a while, once the show was established, then mm-hmm. everybody loved Jean. Like, it's like, oh my God, we yeah. love her. Because now you got a chance to see what their relationship goes through. You got a chance yeah. to see, yeah. you know, and that was the wonderful thing about Martin. And Martin made sure, and the producers made sure that they kept true to the relationship. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of fights with the network. We had a lot of fights keeping the integrity of that show. Uh-huh. Yes, Bill Cosby called us slapstick and whatever, but and we were hurt by that. But you know what? We were very happy to mm-hmm. be able to be on a show to express real, true black love. Right. Yeah. We are starting the petition for a reunion at any chance we can get. You know what? It almost happened. <gasps> and it did, yeah, I I got it together. I made it. I made it almost happen. And you know what? Let's I'm just leave it this way. Cry. Some best things are left there. Oh yeah. my gosh! You know, when you leave on top, leave it there. Leave it. It almost happened, y'all. My mouth is gaped open. Okay. Thank, Thank you, you so, much. so much. I'm sure that you have 18 million things to do, and you came here just to talk to us, and it makes me feel so good. It's so good. If you, listeners, would like more of Tina Arnold, season three of Survivor's Remorse premieres July 24th on Stars. It starts with a Z because it's fancy. And you can follow her on Twitter. Um, she be going off on Twitter. She do. Um, in the best of ways. You can follow her at Tashina Arnold. That is T-I-C-H-I-N-A. Arnold, like, hey, Arnold. Like uh, <laughs> like all the Arnolds you know. Um, it was so fun. It was so fun. How do I make her my best friend? Do you have any advice? 
So, Sylvia. Oh, God. You remember that time we interviewed Tatina Arnold? Yeah. And we didn't have time for PPPM? Yes. Do you also remember that time that um, Heaven and I had you on the show? Yes. And interviewed you? And we didn't have time for PPPM? Yes. You know what time it is now? Uh-oh. It's time for Pew 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 with Sylvia Marie Johnson. That is not my name. It is today. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? We'll keep it quick. We'll keep it simple. Please not too personal. This is the problem when it's somebody who's your friend, because Tracy knows a lot about me. <laughs> so I'm nervous. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm a no, this will this will be good. This will okay. be very egalitarian. What smell or scent reminds you most of your childhood? Mm. Honeysuckles. Really? Why? I used to live on a street called Honeysuckle Drive. And it was full of honeysuckle? Yeah, not full, but there were a few. Enough to like smell? Yeah. Aww. Did so, you ever did you ever do the thing where you take yeah, the thing all out the of it? Yeah, when I was a kid. Aww. By the time I left, I was in high school, so I was a bit more moody. But before that, <laughs> definitely. I moved in when I was like nine. So yeah. Uh-huh. It was also one of the places I've ever lived the longest. So, and this was where New Jersey, Ewing, New Jersey, Ewing, six oh nine. Oh, oh, oh! Next question. This okay, is, this is a really good question. Mm-hmm. If you could hear the deathbed confession of any one person in history, who would you choose? It's a good question, right? Oh my god! I found it in a book. I didn't. I didn't make that up myself. I would want to know. Okay, can I give two answers? No, yes. I give, okay. OJ Ooh, Simpson. We already know what his confession is. But though. I want to know what exactly he literally happened. wrote a book. About if his I had done it, this is what I would yeah. do. It's the dumbest if thing I ever. Did it. I want to know exactly what happened from OJ. That's a good one, though. And you know, if Chloe's really a Kardashian <laughs> from him, both. Um, and then also, I want to know not Jay Z, not Beyonce, but Julius. Beyonce's bodyguard. The bodyguard. What happened in the elevator? Yo! Tell me! That is such a good one! (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. What is the kindest thing that a stranger has ever done for you? Ooh. I mean, you get, like, free shit all the time. This is going to be a hard question. I live in New York City. There's not many kinds of And you work in entertainment and media. I mean, but they want something. So you're saying the New Yorkers are not just, like, naturally, like, kind (laughs) for no reason? Shock. Spoiler alert. What? (laughs) (laughs) But when I lived in North Carolina, everybody was super sweet. Mm Mm-hmm. So, okay, yeah, maybe North Carolina. I remember when I first was moving into my dorm freshman year, a bunch of young gentlemen helped me and my family carry my stuff up to my dorm, like unpack. Aww. Now, was that their job to do that? No, it was, there, people... was, there was people whose job it was, but then there was them, to the point where we thought, my dad whispered to me at a certain point, you think they're trying to steal from us? <laughs> <laughs> or do you think they really want to? Yeah, your daddy is me. <laughs> because we were from Jersey, and in Jersey, when somebody they off want? of the carry your TV, to they carry it to their house. <laughs> 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 so helping me pack or unpack is the kindest thing a meme could do for me because I hate to do both. It's it sucks. I actually like to pack Ooh. because when I pack, I pretend that I'm like in a in like a western or something, and there's like this <laughs> horrible like band of robbers come in, or there's like a terrible wind sandstorm come in, and what we, we gotta we gotta about? we gotta we gotta get the wagons together and we gotta okay. head out. I also do this when I crochet. Oh. I'm like, oh, this winter's gonna be a bad one. Little little Jenny needs that's a, the same exact needs activity. Needs a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. Okay. Would you rather 
Would you rather never be able to experience orgasm or be perpetually experiencing orgasm? So like all the time. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. What's wrong? Sip some water. Put your arms up above you. <sighs> Somebody give us some break. That is a she big extreme. I feel like the answer is very simple. Listen, because the thing is, oh, okay, so everybody who's related to me, press stop now. But <laughs> yeah, they're gone. It's okay. <laughs> Obviously, I would ne- not never want to have an orgasm again. So I have to choose the perpetual orgasms one all the time, though. But the thing is, it's like, how would I get anything done? You wouldn't, because you would always. <laughs> or maybe be I would get everything orgasm. done with a smile. <laughs> also, maybe, but not likely. You know what? If you Google, there's like an I would always condition. be in a good mood. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it would be like. I feel like the equivalent of that, and this if this sounds insensitive to people who actually have this <laughs> real medical disorder, I apologize. But I feel like it would be like having the hiccups for the rest of your life. I mean, that eventually often? it would just make you mad. Like, I just want to have a conversation without hiccuping. I just want to have a conversation so with that So would you rather orgasm. have a world without knowing what an orgasm was like? Yeah. Honestly, would. Because, hmm. and this is where I got to tell my mom to cut off the... <laughs> Cut your radio it's only off. fair since you got Cut me out off. here in these streets. Because for me, okay, so I like to refer to myself as a sexual camel. It's not a thing I'm proud of. I just, I just feel like it's a, a useful description of myself. I can go for a very long time without having sex, without having orgasm. Okay, I was trying to figure out what part of the camel's because life. camels because camels don't. <laughs> so the, the water is sex. Got the it. water would be yeah, sex okay. in this one. Um, I mean, I. It's fun. Don't get me wrong. I like it. It could partially be because I've been on anti-anxiety medicine for so long that it mm. dulls my libido a lot. It doesn't kill it all the way. Like, I still enjoy it. It's still nice. It's a thing that I enjoy. It's kind of like ice cream. If I can have <laughs> some, it's cool. But I don't need it to feel full. You know what I'm saying? So I would much rather not experience orgasm than to do it half a half all the time. I mean, I love sex, though, so that's hard. But sex doesn't have to include orgasms. It doesn't. <laughs> I wish everybody could see your face. <laughs> you look so <laughs> Not up in here. <laughs> wish you are a precious, okay. a precious lamb of God. <laughs> precious. Praise him. Praise <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it doesn't I mean I know sometimes it doesn't but I don't think that's the goal you know like I mean it. I, I, I get that it doesn't always but that's not right. the goal right I'm just saying a I life without goals is it's my life <laughs> I try to make it as few goals as possible less All right, disappointment well, um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for exposing a lot more about myself than I meant to. That's what this show's for. Sorry, everybody I'm related to. You know what? Do not apologize for being yourself. All right, everybody. So if we sound a little bit different right now, it's because we are re-recording the rounds that we recorded when we spoke with Tashina Arnold because some things happened last night and we both decided to change our rounds for different reasons, I'm guessing. But Sylvia looks like she's about ready to just pop. Sylvia, who is your round for? My round is for Kim motherfucking Kardashian West Mm. because that woman... Whew, 
She <laughs> just exposed Taylor Swift in the way I have dreamed about since she stole Beyonce's award oh. for single ladies. That's oh. how long I've been waiting for this day. Um, wow. Okay. It's a long time. Very, 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 very <laughs> quick background. So Kanye West married this girl named Kim Kardashian, right? Um, and he also made the song called Famous, in which he drops a line that says something like... I think that me and Taylor might still have sex. Right. I made that bitch famous. Yes. So the song comes out. Taylor's like, uh. Oh my god, I can't leave. Oh yeah, I didn't know. He's just, he just oh my god, I mean, stealing my. Oh, oh my god, he's taking. I'm the victim oh again. It's like oh he god. took my award from me this again. Oh my god. So, <laughs> Kim and him are like, um, actually, he called you. You signed <laughs> off on it. Don't play. And the table was like, oh my god, I never. Oh my god, I, I didn't say that. Okay. I didn't say that. Like, and then and Kim even. I know. And then Kim was like, in GQ, like, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of y'all coming for my man. Mm-hmm. I'm about to be ride or die in these streets. Right. So this happened This happened a long time ago, right? The whole famous debacle? Well, the famous debacle happened when the album came out, when right. The Life of Pablo came out earlier this year. And that was a while ago. Taylor's team said that Kanye never called for permission. He just called to ask her to tweet it. The video clearly shows him saying, I just wanted to make sure you were cool with this. Mm-hmm. Basically asking for permission, right. which is something that most rappers don't do. And it's also something that Taylor Swift doesn't, doesn't do, do. Right. when she talks about her friends and ex-boyfriends. John Mayer has even gone on record saying he was hurt and embarrassed by when she did that to him. Mm-hmm. So the irony. Right. But now her camp is saying that really what they were saying they were mad about was the use of the term that bitch mm-hmm. in referencing her. Because right. that's the one Forget thing. Forget the part where he's like, I made her famous. Forget about the part where he's like, um, Which is what her Grammy speech was about. Right. Or the misogyny part about we might still mm-hmm. have sex, which is what she earlier was claiming about. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Now she's mad about the that bitch because that's the only thing we ain't see her saying in the mm-hmm. video. Kim, on the episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, it was the GQ episode where she was shooting the thing. Mm -hmm. So on the episode, Kim showed the video of Kanye calling Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. And then to double down... Also, they play that on the On Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Mm -hmm. there was a clip of it in the beginning of Kanye, you know, of them talking about it. And they showed a little bit about Mm -hmm. that there was a video that Kanye was recording in the studio and that Taylor was on it, approving it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and then the whole episode's about Kim deciding whether or not she should do it. And then, boom, real lifetime hits, and you check Kim's Snapchat, and she tweets, oh, you should check my Snapchat if you haven't. <laughs> do you guys follow me Do you guys Snapchat? follow me? You should tonight. You should. Going down. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you go on her Snapchat, and there it is, in full-length motion picture form, mm-hmm. Taylor's whole conversation with Kanye. I even follow, listen, I don't follow any celebrities on hardly anything. Mm-hmm. Like, hardly anything. Especially Snapchat. Snapchat. I follow three people on Snapchat. It's the best place to follow celebrities, low key. I guess so. I'm so <laughs> gonna do it. But I even followed Kim on Snapchat last night. Oh, just it's worth so it. I could be like, what is Twitter talking about? Because everybody was just Kimberly, Kimberly, Kimberly. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? It's worth Googling to find this video because all I'm saying is Katie warned us, Demi warned us, Calvin Harris warned us, Kim proved. She showed and proved today, y'all. Mm. She's a G. So around for, for Nori's mama. I'm not mad. I'm not Yay. mad at that. If you'd have told me uh, last week that I would care about <laughs> a Kardashian anything update, I'd have been like, nah. I, this has been very entertaining for me. Yeah, I think it's just also because we've been through with Taylor, right? We've been waiting for the day. You know what? I used to, I was rooting for Taylor for a while. 
I was really rooting for Taylor because, I mean, she her story is really, really fascinating. She's a very talented songwriter, singer, mm-hmm. mm, you know, all right, sure, whatever. But, I mean, like, she got started, like, when she was, like, 14, she's, like, writing these big hits for, like, country music stars. And it used to, like, like when the whole... I don't want to get too much into this. But I was just like, listen, it's false that he made her famous. I'm one of the few people who will say that out loud with my black ass mouth. It's false that he made her famous. He may have increased her notoriety, sure. But I mean, she was already famous and like stacking before he came along. And it does make me mad as a woman to see like another man being like attributed for some other woman's success. So on that point, I was stumbled for her for a long time. And then she was just trying, she just chipped and she chipped and she chipped and she chipped away. And now I'm like, you know what, Taylor, I don't, I don't, I'm all out of, I'm all out of. Mm -hmm. And to your note also on the video, she said to Kanye that you got to tell the story the way it happened to you and the way you experienced it. Yeah. Talking about the, you know, acceptance speech Mm -hmm. and kind of encouraging him to talk more about it. Yeah. So I'm like, girl, which way do you want it? Yeah. I feel like I feel like uh, Tyra Banks when she was yelling at Tiffany. <laughs> we were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. I would never root I've for never her. I've never in my life yelled at a girl like this. <laughs> anyway, but um, else, I, I approve of this round. Um, it's also a very nice reprieve from all the terrible news. I that just will not stop coming. So it's a nice refreshing pause. Yeah, I'll I'll have a nice sip of tea to get me through the the hard days. <laughs> not mad. Um, so that was the thing that happened last night that made Sylvia change her round. Yep, I was up um, all night just texting Tracy. Yep. But y'all go back in the studio. <laughs> I got this hot burst to drop. Oh my God. <laughs> I just mixed tape for 2016. Got this fire. <laughs> but the thing that happened to me that made me want to change my round is that, um, my body is preparing to release an egg this month. So I'm ovulating, right? <laughs> um, and I realized this because um, I can always tell when I'm ovulating by the music that I listen to, uh-uh. right? Mm-hmm. So I had uh, I had my grown-up uh, playlist going. I'm just like, yeah, you know, this is, I haven't listened to this in a while. Hmm. And I was like, oh, that's okay. So that's what's going on. Fine. I'm so, very tempted to ask her what's on her grown-up playlist. I will put this in the newsletter. <laughs> it's bomb. <laughs> So Jay Davey is a musical duo from L.A. Um, It's a guy and a girl. The girl's name is Jack, Jack Davey. She sings. And Jack has this, like, very kind of, like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, kind of mousy. Like, it's not, like, a very, it's not a deep voice. It's definitely, like, high. Like, kind of mousy, kind of squeaky, kind of, like, imagine somebody who, like, inhaled some helium (laughs) from a balloon and like the voice gets really squeaky and then like as the voice starts to drop, but it doesn't drop all the way. That's what she sounds like. You just have to hear it. But listen, they make some of the sexiest music in the world. I'm gonna get somebody pregnant to at least three of their songs, at least. I'm looking at my playlist right now. You there. yourself or? I mean, <laughs> we'll see how it goes, you never know. <laughs> but this song in particular, I'll play a little bit of it right now. It's called No More. It's on the album, The Beauty and Distortion by Jay Davey. And it's just like. I got a feeling that we just went to more. You got me feeling like I ain't got feelings no more. Take me. Take just me Just like, like literally whatever you want. Like just here. Here. On a platter. That's it. That's all. That's it all kind of reminds me of the internet. Yes. That's why I like the internet so much, because mm. it makes me think of Jay Davey. There's mm. this other song that they have called uh, Let It Bleed, which 
It's perfect for your current condition. <laughs> My current <laughs> so let it bleed. I don't think is supposed to be about sex, but that's what it makes me think of. <laughs> like there's a like there's like a pulse in the back of the song, and it reminds you of a heartbeat. It reminds you of like some time thrusting maybe going on. Maybe it's just me. Once again, I am ovulating, but Let It Bleed is a good song and Private Parts is a good song. Uh, Ooh, and you know titles how, like, are so suggestive. I know, right? There's a song called Mr. Mr. Shout out to Jay Davey. Shout out to my ovaries. <laughs> it's great. Everybody got my favorite album is Beauty and Distortion slash Land of the Lost. I'm gonna go listen. You should start with No More. Okay. first official guest hosted episode. Oh, I'm honored. You killed it. You did so good. Thank you. The bourbon Not that helped. I'm surprised. I'm just very excited. <laughs> bourbon always helps. And we have like a gallon of bourbon. <laughs> Tracy showed me a bottle that was like a it's, water gallon. It was like, you think it's going to be enough? It's bigger than my head, which is pretty. I have a pretty big head. <laughs> Credits time. We did it. Mm, we mm, did it. Mm, we mm, did it. Mm. We- Thank you to Tashina Arnold. Seriously, come back any freaking time we are gonna be here we have so many more questions that we did not get to ask you follow her on twitter watch survivor's remorse um seriously come back on the show it was so fun and she drank with us she drank with us and she was a good time y'all she she is like your favorite auntie in your head i swear uh so beautiful thank you to my co-host sylvia marie johnson's jenkins or Sylvia Marriott, you know, Bell. Sure. <laughs> if you want to do it the easy way. Excuse me. <laughs> Sylvia, remind the people of where they can find you on the Twitters and such. Um, at- Don't give them your Snapchat. Don't do that to me. Okay, so listen. She always reminds me to do the Snapchat. Son of a, son of if a you want to see Tracy in her Don't. best drunken moments. Don't do it. We're cutting all Occasionally, this out. Sylvia snaps 2015 because I didn't think I would have a Snapchat for this long. And <laughs> <laughs> and on Twitter at Sylvia Obel, that's S Y L V I A O B as in boy E L L. Okay, okay. Stick to the Twitter. Also, the Snapchat. Don't do the Snapchat, especially today. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to the Pod Squad. This episode was produced by Eleanor Kagan, who looks great today. And every day. And also Antonia Sarahito, who also looks great today. Yes. Per usual. Production help from Julia Furlan and Meg Kramer. Thank you to our in-house musicians, Miss Jean Gray. You can follow her on Twitter at Jean Greasy. And Don Will of the Almighty Tanya Morgan. You can follow him at D-O-N-W-I-L-L. I tweet at Broke McPoverty because I don't have no damn money. Um, Instagram is the same. <laughs> I have Snapchat too. I don't you use do, it. I'm not good at it. But when she does, y'all, she's usually drunk. So it's usually great. She overhyping everything. It's not that good. But you can follow oh, me on Snapchat at Tracy.Face. T-R-A-C-Y dot Face. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you know how to spell face. And of course you can follow Heaven on Twitter 
and Snapchat and Instagram. I think that her name is the same on all the things at Heaven Rants. That's heaven like the place in the sky and rants like a thing that some white man is doing on Twitter right now. And or Kanye West. And or Kanye West. Yes. And she'll be back next week in the driver's seat. We are so excited. Yay. Heaven, come take us back. Tracy's crazy. Get out, Sylvia Lee. (laughs) 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 Subscribe to the newsletter. There's so much great stuff from this episode that we're going to include. Plus, random videos, self-care tips. Also, we spotlight a new Black podcast every week. If you have a Black podcast and you would like to have it featured in our newsletter, send us an email at another round at buzzfeed.com and we'll help guide you through the process. If you are not subscribed to the newsletter, oh my God, it's free. It costs you nothing. It takes two minutes to sign up. Go to buzzfeed.com slash another round slash newsletter and get free great shit in your email inbox every Friday around noon. Oh, we also have merch. I Do you know how many people have tweeted us pictures of the mugs? You can get to it at shop.buzzfeed.com. Search for another round and you'll find it. If you have stuff to say, if you have thoughts, hit us up at another round at buzzfeed.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at another round. Write us on iTunes. Tell a friend. Drink some water. Take your meds. Call your mom. Get some floss. Take care of your teeth. Live your life. Follow Sylvia. She's great. Yeah. She's doing some weird drunk bounce thing right now. <laughs> Don't listen to her. Duh. Oh, you call me a liar. I am great, though. She didn't lie about that. True. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Y'all can't see it, but we both did the the Pam uh, 90s Puff Daddy video dance. The, oh, that moment alone. It's big. <laughs> <laughs>